Welcome to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast, the premier provider of leadership consulting, culture shaping, and senior level executive search services. Every day, we're privileged to talk with fascinating people who are shaping the future through their leadership and vision. Each episode, you'll hear a different perspective from thought leaders and innovators. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hi. I'm Louis Bellon, partner at Hydric and Struggles and member of the Global Industrial Practice. In today's podcast, I'm talking to Steve Foots, CEO of Croda, a FTSE 100 company leader in the specialty chemicals sector. Steve joined Croda as a graduate trainee in 1990 and has held a number of senior management positions in the group. He was appointed group CEO in 2012. Steve, welcome. And thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. It's a pleasure, Louis. So, Steve, uh, you lead uh, you lead Croda, a B two B company in a sector which is not necessarily well known to those who don't work in this in this sector. Could you describe in simple terms uh, what what Croda is doing? Croda is the name behind the high performance, innovative ingredients in some of the biggest, most successful brands in the world. We create, make and sell specialty ingredients that are relied on by consumers and industries everywhere. For example, we put the anti-wrinkle active in the anti-wrinkle skin creams globally. And more recently, we're classed as a critical supplier of vaccine ingredients into several leading COVID vaccines. Most of our ingredients are made from natural and renewable raw materials. How would you describe the evolution of Croda over the last, the last 10 years under your, your leadership? Croda was formed in 1925, and I'm the seventh chief executive of the organisation. So it's a good job it's not like football managers because we um, we do we do rotate around uh, far quicker in that industry. I mean, but my sense of it is, you know, Croda continues to expand very well. I mean, we've doubled in size in the last um, 10 years and probably quadrupled our value, our share price value, um, over that period. So um, we're a bigger, stronger organisation now, um, more pointed towards consumer end markets and more pointed towards emerging markets as well. You are in the specialty chemical sector and how uh, compatible is specialty chemicals with sustainability? Well, they aren't mutually exclusive. I would say that first. Sustainability is an investment, not a cost. And our industry has a huge responsibility to increase the positive impacts of our actions whilst reducing the negative impacts. And it doesn't really matter where you start from in our industry. You could be in petrochemicals, you could be in diversified chemicals, you could be in specialty chemicals, as you say. But I think from where you start from, you have to improve as an organisation from your sustainability credentials. Um, Otherwise, your business in the future will be substantially weaker. And a lot of your customers will take their business away from you. And many investors, if you're a public company, will take their business away from you as well. So it's really important that organisations grasp sustainability, the full extent of that, and include that centrally in their in their business plans and their strategy going forward. In Croda, we take it very seriously. You know, it's at the heart of our our current strategy. It isn't part of it. It's central to it. And the combination of innovation and sustainability together drives this resilient growth. So so the thing I say a lot about um, this in the organisation is around, you know, you can be, be the best innovator in the world, but if you don't have products with, with sustainability credentials, you won't sell your products um, at the speed you want going forward. And vice versa, if you have the best uh, bio-based ingredients in the world, 
But if they're not giving your customers some innovation, then again, you won't sell your products as well. So you need the combination of both innovation and, and sustainability to drive your growth. Everybody uses the word specialty chemicals very widely, but definition for me is all about giving your customers something that nobody else can give them. And they want it, they need it, but they want to create great value with that. That's the definition of specialty chemicals. It isn't about um, um, e extending a specification, putting it in a different drum and calling it something different. You know, it has to have great value to your customer and it has to create value for them as well. You have put in place a, a, a purpose-led strategy relatively recently, actually. Can you uh, describe what does it mean uh, and uh, what changes uh, it triggers in terms of culture, in terms of organization, in terms of structure, in terms of uh, uh, leadership skills? We created our purpose, Smart Science to Improve Lives, about three years ago. And we wanted all of our employees to feel that they're working for a greater good. Uh, more so than just turning up for their day job. And we really meant that. And it's about changing behaviour. Uh, so whether we are making more batches right first time to reduce carbon dioxide emissions, or whether it's to help solve the biggest medical crisis of our generation with our involvement in the, the vaccine ingredients, you know, we're using our smart science to save lives. And it's really all about this behaviour change in your organisation, getting the organisation to really understand that their actions are, are, are more powerful than they believe, and it's pointed towards this purpose. So that should drive, and that will drive, um, continuous improvement in the organisation, which is what we want at all levels. And we're not there yet, but we are deeply embedding this right around the organisation. And actually, the new generation of leader, for, not just for the chemical industry, um, clearly wants to drive um, great... Um, profit performance and financial performance, but they have to be much more rounded in whether that's in, in safety improvement performance, sustainability improvement, um, and being a rounded leader like they've never done before. And um, the um, and I think that's really crucial. So the next generation um, really need to have that armory in them. And, and our job as a company is to make sure that we, we try and develop that with them through the organization and and it's all about leadership in the end you know your top team in the organization has to speak really clearly consistently and with with genuine authenticity about about this it's it's very evident from um from our recruitment that more and more people who are coming into the organization are coming in because they think we're doing the right thing so the brand of Croda is improving because of that our job is to convert the the, the leaders that have been in the organization for many years as well and to change get their views changed to uh, to allow them to um to bring that next generation on as well purpose is not just a slogan um and it is for some organizations let's be honest but for for Croder, it's very deep and meaningful and um and 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 we have to stand by those actions um every in everything we do um going forward you mentioned uh, the 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 behavioral change uh, what does it mean practically in terms of uh, behavioral change for the executive team or even for, for all leaders in, in, in your company? Well, I think we start with the view that the non-financial performance of the organisation is as important as the financial performance. So when we, um, when we review the financial performance, we also review the non-financial performance as well of the organisation. And, and the point I'm trying to make with everybody is um, we should be disappointed if we create great profit growth and our carbon dioxide scope one emissions go up at the same time. You know, we, we don't think they're mutually exclusive. We think actually we can apply our innovation to our factories as much as we can to our research and development. 
And we believe going forward that we can we can continue to deliver great financial performance, but it will be uh, as a consequence of great non-financial performance as well. And um, it's important that we we see sustainability in that manner. It's not a cost; it's an investment in in your future. And is this the way the the board sees it that, uh, as well? How do how do you uh, uh, embark uh, not only the organization but also uh, how your board supports you in in that in that transformation? Uh, the board have been hugely supportive, and um, they get sustainability and. They get it because they can see the potential transformative value it's got for the organisation. The Crudder's history has always has always been in uh, natural ingredients. So since 1925, when we started making uh, products, we made them from uh, wool grease, which was from the, the the fleece of wool. I mean, arguably one of the most natural ingredients now today. And um, and if I look now at where we are, about 65% of our product range is from bio-based renewable ingredients. So we, you know we're We've got an ideal position uh, to develop um, our stories with um, with our customers, and a lot of a lot of it's about accelerating the transition with our customers to more bio based ingredients. But you have to do that with uh, with innovation. The board's involvement has been uh, more significant than probably many, in so much that we, in in arriving at our purpose, we held a competition, internal competition around the world, thirteen hundred responses to our. Uh, our questions around, you know, what what should we stand for in terms of purpose? And as a board and as an executive committee, we read every one, and uh, and we arrived at smart science to improve life. So we engaged the organisation by, en- I think, engaging ourselves first. And um, and once we engaged ourselves in that, then um, it's much easier to uh, to deliver that through the organisation once you've increased the awareness of that at the start. So the board have played a, cru- a, a crucial role in that. And um, and as I said, we're um, we're really excited about rolling this out. And the announcement recently of Crudder's involvement in um, the Pfizer vaccine, um, you know, I can't think of a, a better example of playing our purpose out of smart science to improve lives. You know, we are um, we're, we're we're now innovating in what is the the biggest medical crisis of our time in the biggest medical drug of its time and um, it's quite appropriate that Crudder's involvement is um, is central to that through our innovation so you know it brings to life the purpose in um, in, a, in a very big way. Uh, along those lines how do you see the the, the future of, of Crudder's? Yeah well it's all about sustainability and uh, the question we ask mostly in the organization is through that sustainability lens Which markets are likely to be the fastest growing in the future, and just as important, which are the markets that are going to die away and and um, and reduce significantly? And what you have to do is you have to be on the right side of um, whether it's legislation change, consumer behaviour changes, but significantly there's there's great opportunities out there. But if you're on the wrong side of those market changes, you could have a much weaker business. So. Uh, the, the markets are changing much quicker today than I've seen in my 30 years in the industry. So organizations that really get sustainability, that are focused on customers in a in a laser-like way, trying to meet their unmet needs and anticipating what they need uh, beyond today will be the successful companies of the future. So effectively, it's linking innovation to sustainability. In summary, the next decade is polarizing around sustainability and You know, the modern company and the modern leadership around those companies have to really get that the non-financial performance is just as important, if not more important, than the financial performance. And they're not mutually exclusive. 
And how are you preparing your your, your leaders uh, to, to to face those uh, those challenges of the future? Well, again, in terms of um, our judgments in uh, decision making and how we recruit, who we recruit, um, how we train and develop in the organisation, um, we appointed um, a head of uh, a president of sustainability to our executive committee for the first time last year. And for the first time last year, we included um, sustainability metrics in our remuneration um, for the, the top 300 in the organization. So, you know, we've got, um, we've got something to guide us there with as well. And we've got ambitious targets. So by 2030, we want to be climate, land and people positive. Um, and we've got very detailed um, objectives around each, each of those three um, work streams. And that is really critical and, and what we've seen so far is a, a really great response from the organization you know many people in the organization are excited about helping and, and supporting that and that's um and that's the most important thing in the end because what we really want to do is drive that behavior change in the organization effectively you'll innovate better we'll innovate more our customers hopefully will like that if we still if we, if, if we keep close with them and we'll be a stronger business financially because of that and and that's the whole thinking it's like a virtuous circle um And, um, you know, powerful in its way. But the, the heart of it is to get the organization galvanized around. This is not just um, this is not just an initiative. It's um, it's more than that. It's a sort of way of life that um, is going to be with us all now forever. Is there a model you, you look outside a sector or a company or leader? I, I mean, I, I like I like organizations that that have had a great track record for a long period of time. I, I, but that track record is in innovation and and increasingly sustainability. So anything like that, any any organizations that have done it over the years, uh, whether that's football teams, whether that's technology stocks, or whether that's in our industry, and um, there are plenty of those organizations out there that have done a great job. And you know, we have a, a list of our most admired peers in our industry, and you know, the, the, they're in there because of of, um, of 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 that longevity of uh, success. But I think in terms of leadership, um, the thing that I get inspired with is. Um, is beyond incredible leaders, I call them. You know, people who can imagine the unimaginable in their organization and take the organization to a higher level that was probably um, dreamt of uh, many years before that. So those people that can do that, and there's not many around, and we need more more of those people, whether it's in politics or in sport or in, um, or in the chemical industry. But, we, um, but, but you can see them, and when you see them, they, uh, they really inspire you. And um, yeah, I tend to look at the, uh, the the technology companies of America, whether that's Amazon, uh, Facebook, Google, Apple. Um, you know, transforming um, transforming mindsets. And you know, why can't we have that in our industry as well? We can. It's a matter of leadership and ambition and confidence. Now, what is uh, your your most important le lesson learned over the last 10 years as a, as a, as a CEO of uh, of a purpose led company as you, as you are? Uh, keep innovating. Um, is, is, you know, it's all about innovation for me um, at the start of it, but it's making sure your organization is is fully engaged in in this uh, th this whole area of sustainability, and and they really get it for the right reasons. And um, and making sure your organization continues to focus on your customers and understand really deeply understand what your customer really wants from you um, in the next few years, not in um, not today. So it's about meeting unmet needs. But um, we're big in innovators in Croda, and um, your resilience comes from um, 
from giving customers what they want when they want it and making it very difficult for them to reformulate your products. Steve, thank you for making the time to speak with us today. Thanks, Louis. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time. <laughs>